When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, I bet you're all on absolute pins and needles, or should I say tenterhooks, to find out about the biscuits from my antenatal class. I have been waiting seven days. It's time. It's the reveal music. Is it? I'm, yeah. I'm not aware of that music. I feel like we need a drum roll. Um, just in case you have jumped into this episode and you're like, what on earth are you talking about? On last week's episode, I was talking about how I, I was about to start antenatal classes that night. And we were excited. Well, I was excited because they said you get free biscuits and they were individually <laughs> wrapped because of COVID, which I just thought was such a lovely detail. And yeah. um, we were debating what dis- biscuits it would be. What did you think, Jenny? Individually wrapped? You weren't sure, were you? Well, this is what I was hoping for you as a friend was either yeah. Tunnock's tea cakes or wagon wheels. Yeah, but we did deliberate whether they were actual biscuits, more cakes, really. Mm. So, yeah. um, got to the antenatal class. Obviously, it was the first thing I clocked. There was a basket full of biscuits. <laughs> and we had, and I, I nearly took a photo, but then I was like, this is the first time I've met these people. So, I don't want to look weird taking a photo of the biscuits. Um, but <laughs> we had an arrangement. We had, get this, retro breakaways. Wow. Yeah. Kit Kats. Right. Yep. yep. Okay. Mini Yorkies. Mini Yorkies. Yep. Wrapped, individually wrapped. And then a selection of what I call posh biscuits from hotels because it was in a hotel where the oh. antenatal class was. So you had like, you know, you sort of, I call them dead fly biscuits. But um, basically, oh. Jenny, I went for a Viennese well. Oh, a Viennese world. Yeah, individually wrapped posh biscuits like you get when you stay overnight at a hotel. So all in all, I was delighted with that arrangement. That's a great arrangement. They knew that that was catering for pregnant women. Every one of them's got substance. None of them are, you know, farts in the wind biscuits. (laughs) No pink wafers in there. Yeah, no rich teas. No, get rid of rich teas. Yeah, it was lovely. Um, And an assortment of still and sparkling water. What? Yeah. Yeah, I felt pretty spoiled. Um, Gosh, you really nailed that. And in a hotel, how fancy did you dress up? <laughs> I did think about my outfit. Yeah, because it was the first. It was the first sesh. Um, I actually found I was too hot. I wore a chunky knit jumper and was like, oh, bit on the warm oh. side. Um, yeah. But no, I've got to say, actually, it was. Um, sorry, because I know your antenatal class was um, 
wasn't didn't quite do it for you, but it was I was actually pretty amazing. I was really impressed. Oh, good. I good. knew it, well, I knew there was like ten ten couples, um, five or ten couples in the room, or t- yeah, and um, ten couples in the room, and um, everyone seemed really sound. Um, we even did group, they even went round and asked, you know, you had to say when your due date was and all that. And even that wasn't as cringy as I thought, it was fine. And then I loved it because she started it saying, this is where we want, we want you to have a positive birth experience. And oh, was, she said that. Yeah. Yes. And as soon as she said that, I went, here we go. This is what I'm here for. Good, good. We're on the right lines. And she was, um, she was brilliant. Yeah. She's very, because you get a hypnobirthing course that comes with it, which you kind of do in your own time. Right. It's online. But um, she was very much of that. I mean, she, even one of the girls was like, oh, well, I just assumed I was having my baby in a hospital bed. And she was actually quite... She just said, you know, she had pictures of all the different play, environments you give birth, you know, home birth, birth centre. And she was like, no, why would you be... You'd only be on a labour ward if you're high risk or if you want pain relief. She was very much engineered towards... Um, you know, birth oh, centres and all that kind of stuff. Birth so, yeah, is natural, really not medical, people. I want yes. that on a T-shirt. It's yeah. natural, not medical. Sometimes it needs to be medical, but initially... Of course, yeah. Natural. But it was just... It was very interesting because I said to her, I said, how come, you know, I know it's TV and media and that she was saying, you know, don't... Everything in the TV media, it's dramatic, it's scary, women screaming. I said, how come the women... You know, and even my mum said to me, well, you'll just be on a bed and you give birth, you know, on your back. And she was like, it's just... I said, is that still encouraging? She said, no, no, it's literally just, that's how it was. And it's only now, yeah. you know, we know with more, um, you know, evidence and, and all that kind of stuff that that's, that's not ha- the, the, the best way to give birth. So she was showing us all the other positions. And I mean, Kenny, considering, you know, he started this pregnancy catatonic, he was getting stuck into the activities. Oh, yes. There was a whole, there was a bit where he had to talk about the stages of labor and there he was with his... He had a sign saying mucus plug. He knows what that is now. So um, great! Oh yeah. gosh, yeah. That's if you don't age, know what that it? is, um, yeah, brace don't yourself. But, but no, he, he wasn't weird about it. He, he seemed. I mean, the only thing about it, it was so lovely. At the end of it, he went, "Well, this doesn't seem like that much of a big deal, really, does it?" And I was like, "Oh, well, don't push it." Yeah, yeah. let's not. Let's still give us credit. You know. Yeah, hmm. Christian went from because he was so excited, but very, he's very squeamish. So with our hypnobirthing, he went from being like, gosh, I don't even know if I could be in the room because I might faint, to now, if I am lucky enough to have a water birth and I don't have to be assisted, he wants to deliver the baby. That's where we've got, yeah, and that's where we've got (laughs) to. So I I think these classes are amazing for that because it isn't just us. I mean, it's mostly us, but it's also for the men too. (laughs) No, this is it. And I thought he'd, you know, he was grumbling a bit before we went going, oh, it's seven o'clock on a Monday night. I mean, he had a point. But actually, no, I was really impressed. He got really into it. And and I think he really understood, you know, when they do a quick fire question, they test you, they did like a quick fire thing at the the end and he knew the answers. So he he knows the process of, like from that one session, he knows the process of labour now, which is amazing, really. Like midwife Marley was saying in the last episode, your birth partner is an advocate for you. You don't want to be bothered when you're in labour with questions and, you know, things that could, like language that could scare you. Let them be the buffer in between. They speak to the doctors and the midwives. And I've said to Christian, only tell me stuff that's absolutely essential because I need to stay in this happy place. And also, I think it's good for them to have involvement because I think that's the one thing that they feel, you know, they don't feel any of this pregnancy. They don't feel the baby. They don't feel the kick, you know. So I think for them to have an involvement is actually 
Is that, I, th- I thought, you know, oh, Kenny, just bring your headphones, sit at the side of the room and wait it out. But actually, <laughs> I think when they've got involvement and they know what's happening, I th- it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you learn about how yeah. the muscles contract and how everything, how the body physically push. They did this thing with a balloon and a little ball and how it, the, you know, and how it pushes it yes. out. Um, although annoying, right, you got a balloon and this little black like, ping pong ball and you put the ping pong ball in the balloon and then you blew it up and yeah. then you don't have to seal the bottom because the ball... Anyway, yes. it was a base to, basically a way to replicate giving birth. Like, you know, anyway, Kenny blew his up fine. And then there was another boy in the room and his he went, oh, his balloon's bigger than mine. And I went, oh, my God. <laughs> so he carried on blowing and it blew up. Um, the balloon <laughs> popped and we didn't have the apparatus for the exercise. So no. I was like, that was silly, wasn't it? That's the problem with boys. Oh, he's got a big... that's not a metaphor that you want. The no. no, I was like, well, that, that <laughs> yeah, that bodes well for our birth. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go oh I'm ever so happy though I was so happy Kenny's a squat that's what we used to call it a swat isn't it a when swat. you were a keen bean at school a yeah swat. not a squat not a squat but he is a, a squat yeah. squat <laughs> oh dear uh, welcome by the way sorry if you've only just joined us we are two new mums sponsored by the baby show we're also their official podcast partner for their live event at Excel in London, which happened last weekend, which was brilliant, by the way. Thank you if you came to join us. Uh, and if you missed it, you can hear our live chat that we had with uh, our special guest, Kate Lawler, on a future episode. That'll be coming soon. But um, yes, thanks for joining us. Yeah, their events are the nation's largest shopping destinations for all things baby, where you can compare, try, buy products, enjoy exclusive discounts from hundreds of brands. We looked around everything. And uh, if you missed this one, they've got another coming up later on in the year. So just keep an eye on their website and their social media. Absolutely. So, um, yes, if you weren't aware, we are two podcasters who fell pregnant two days apart. Clearly, we've no idea, although we're a little bit more cleared up now, aren't we, Jenny? I think we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, We're learning. Yeah. So whether you're on your fertility journey, currently pregnant, you're undecided about kids, or you've been there, I've done that, you're in the right place. I'm Amy Vose. And I'm Jenny Longdon. There we go. It still feels unnatural to say my own name. I I felt like a newsreader then. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But I have That's the latest... I'm Jenny Longdon. I've always wanted to be a new reader a little bit. When you're a radio presenter and you're just talking about, you know, nonsense most of the time, sometimes I think, oh, I'd like to have a little go at a newsread. No, because that's how I started in radio. And I, I remember I did a horrible interview and I cried and the boss said to me, if you want to be a journalist, you've got to toughen up. And I was like, then I don't want to be a journalist because I kept oh. crying. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they do have to deal with the heavy stuff. That's true. Anyway, we digress. Um, so something, I don't know if we've addressed this yet, but I went to see my midwife yesterday, who again, she's so relaxing. She's even got just like really neat handwriting and she speaks so softly that she oh. makes me feel so sleepy. I almost feel like, can you deliver my baby? Because I think I'll just like, you just calm me so much. I'll just have a little nap. Oh. She's like, okay, if you can just do this and if you want to pop on the bed. Anyway, um, what's funny is, you know, they give you a little pot to go and do a wee in um, mm-hmm. to check your levels or whatever. Um, okay, at the beginning, that's tricky anyway because it's quite small. But now, when you've got a bump um, and you can't see beyond that, your belly button anyway, I mean, that it's absolute guesswork, isn't it? Is that yes. just me? I mean, the last time I went, I had an absolute mare because I didn't need to go for a wee and I was like, oh, this is awkward. Went in there, managed to get one out, did it into the pot and then I dropped it because it's so little. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went back in with about a millimetre of wee and went, I'm really sorry, I dropped it in the loo. So oh, um, yes, yesterday I did it, but again, pure guesswork. That's ridiculous. Why are they giving you the tiniest pot in the world? 
I I would overfill mine like to the brim, put the lid on and then like dry it and wash it and make it nice to hand to her. But then I'm handing it to her warm and that feels weird. And she had to say to me, Jenny, can you stop filling it to the brim? Because when I take the lid off, it's going all over my hands. Yeah, no one wants that. It's like when you get a glass of wine and people fill it to the top. It just makes (laughs) me not want to drink it. That's too much. Yeah, that is not okay. But um. No one gets it just straight in the thing, do they? Like, we all just rainfall it and then see what's gone in. That's it's, what we it's, do. It's tricky, but they, they do need to think about that. It's not essential, but it's just it's something that's not been thought through. But yeah, I think, like, talking about... I, I'm just so heavy at the moment. I got measured yesterday, and um, baby's grown at a decent rate. But uh, but we think... I mean, it's a pure guess, but it could be an eight-pounder at this point if it okay. carries on growing at this rate, which is quite... It's quite heavy. I feel, I just feel very, very heavy. Like when I sit down now, I'm like, wow. And, and in the antenatal class, what she did was brilliant. If you're trying to get across to your partner the weight, she got like a plastic bag and she put like two big sacks of potatoes and like a litre of water in there. <laughs> and basically she was like, this is the weight you're carrying at the moment. I was like, yes. Yeah. It does feel like that. Do you know, I said to um, Christian, because we... we we got sent these Moby wraps, didn't we, to put our babies in when they're born, oh, and they're yeah, really they're good. And I, we were on a walk, and I said to Christian, "Oh gosh, when he when he's in his Moby wrap, that's going to be lovely, and maybe even lighter." Christian was like, "Uh, no, when I'm carrying him, he'll be even heavier than when he's in you." And I'm like, "No, because yes, he's going to grow, but right now, not only do I have a baby, I have fluid and an yeah. entire new organ that I've grown. So actually, yeah, that is all quite heavy. That's it. You forget about the placenta, don't you? Because I learned about how we." have to birth that as well which um I yeah. didn't really think about but um yeah. I mean it doesn't sound as bad that sounds fine no one no one ever mentions that so it can't be that big a deal right um yeah but um but yeah you forget a whole new organ the placenta which is it's, you see I'm a bit like Christian I am a bit squeamish if it's me like my own blood and stuff I'm okay mm-hmm. but anything else, so that's why I can't watch one born any minute every minute or whatever it is because I don't I can't don't. bear the I can't I'm I am squeamish. I'm really squeamish. So um, But that's that's all that's horrific that show anyway in my opinion. I just Really think, people love it though. I know, but it's it's that thing, isn't it? Everyone's giving birth on their back. Everyone's Are screaming. They? It's all traumatic. It's and I just don't that's not the birth videos I'm watching right now. Okay. I mean I can't speak about what it's gonna be like. But yeah. On the placenta, can I just ask you a question? Because I think you're gonna be like me with this. Yeah. Are you are you it. going Yes. Oh my god. Because I'm, yeah. I'm encapsulating mine. Are you? I couldn't eat it or or juice it or smoothie it. I mean, I'm vegan. I'm not great with meaty things. In case capsules. Look, let's just rewind to the point where if you're listening to this and you're not at this point of pregnancy where you've learnt about the placenta, the fact that you just said put it in a smoothie. <laughs> so I only heard that at my antenatal class on Monday. She talked about the placenta and I was like, what are you talking about in a smoothie? And we were all like gagging. But I, you know, because it is an organ, isn't it? You've grown an organ. But from what it sounds like is the actual placenta, the bit you take off a little bits of, I don't know what it is, but it's not blood and gut. It's not, you know, fleshy blood. It's like little parts and you put it in with fruit and stuff. I mean, it's still absolutely bonkers. And she said in South America, one of, it's the norm to eat your placenta. And she said the, um, because it's because it's filled with like incredible nutrients and stuff. And apparently it's meant to help with postnatal depression and all that kind of stuff. You're meant to consume it, which, you know, I'm all up for in a way, but, um, she did say that 
she had a midwife friend who went and worked in South America for a few months. And because it's custom over there, you put them in a smoothie in one patient, they put it in a smoothie and they all shared it round. So she had to drink someone else's. Ah, uh, uh, I can't even much. eat roast chicken. Do you know what I mean? Like it it's, makes me feel, um, it sends me west. Yeah, I could do the the tablets for, so how do you do that? You get a company, because don't they have to get there like within an hour? I don't, no, I don't think it's, I don't know. Maybe I've not looked into it enough, but I've got a company uh, that my friends have used and they did say they're like postpartum, like they're, they're people that have anxiety and depression anyway. So they were worried about being more susceptible to it postpartum. And so they've done this and they said it really helped and they felt amazing. And so, yeah, you get put in a tablet form. So you just take a tablet every day. And also, this is amazing, right? And I can't remember the word for it because I am so clueless, but it's called something like tin tinnus or something like that, right? You can also have part of your placenta made into this tinnus or I'm saying the word wrong. And what you do is that's got a really long shelf life and you save it for years and years and years. Then when you go through menopause, you take it. And because it's all your good hormones in an organ that you grew, it helps you through menopause. So I'm like, I'll try anything that, if you tell yeah. me it's going to help, I'm a sucker, I'll do it. So that's what I'm uh, going to do. I mean, anything that's coming from your body that's naturally been, I mean, part of me's like, will my presenta, placenta be any good? I've been eating a lot of mini eggs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much goodness is going to be in that, if I'm being really honest. My diet's not been, it's been worse during pregnancy than, than normal. So same, same. I don't know about this. The, the question I've got is I need to know, you keep saying, oh, we'll just put them in a tablet. Okay, but what's, so you've <laughs> given birth to your placenta. I need to know exactly what happens. They put it, I think they just put it in a jiffy bag and you take it away. Is that right? Yeah, like don't they catch it in like um, a fruit bowl style thing? Oh, That's... come on. <laughs> what do you mean fruit bowls? Catch it in a fruit bowl style. Th- what? Well, they're massive, aren't they, the placenta? So, like, friends gonna, of mine I don't know. I'm going to have to Google them. Have I'm you not... Can you Google live? Google it now. Google placenta. Write placenta. massive placenta to make it even more dramatic. Images. Oh, my God. Oh, Jenny, no. But you're not... That's not what's going to be served to you on a plate. It's just going to oh be... Oh, my God. There's a picture of a woman eating it raw. Like, there's a Some what, I lo- what I love here is is there's one there's a picture of a placenta on a silver platter next to some fresh lemon and ginger. Lovely. Oh, <laughs> how I don't understand. That is just blood and guts. Like, how is that? Yeah. I don't understand. Some people do this thing do called this. a lotus birth, where it's like ceremonial, and obviously, like a lot of people do that delayed cord clamping and stuff. But this is like super delayed, so they'll keep the baby attached to the placenta um, by the cord for days, and they have the placenta in a basket, and they put like um, flowers and stuff in it, and it's ceremonial. And then after a few days, they cut it, and I was like, "That's quite nice," but then the pain of just—you've got to carry a baby round, and then a and then a bag with a placenta in too. That's a lot, isn't it? That's no, not into this, Jenny. Feeling weird. <laughs> just have, offering up suggestions here. <laughs> I have heard about the delayed cord cutting. That's happening at my next antenatal class, which I'm not actually going to be at annoyingly, uh, but I will find <laughs> out about it because that's meant to be very good, isn't it? I just can't make it. Uh, yeah, I hear it's good. I hear it, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but um, another thing, yeah, so I know another thing that I'm going to try, I've been sent a TENS machine and um, 
I don't know if I don't really know if these are any any good or um, if anyone's used them. I would be interested to let me know. Just let me know because I mean, apparently, what? but it's, yeah. Do you know what a tens machine is? No, everyone talks about it. I think of I think no, I don't. I don't know what they are at all. Are they it's, useful do you know what in labour? Yeah, yeah. I think it's for when you're in labour. I think what it does is you know what the only thing I can compare it to. I've not tried it yet. Is like you know when people use those things where they put them on their abs. They sit on the sofa and they put those electrodes oh. on their abs to like make their abs. You know, uh... my my dad had one when I was like twelve, and I put it on my face because I found it okay, in his CD cabinet. That's and weird. It, it was it really really scared me because it was so severe. So yeah, I don't, don't do that. maybe I won't do that. No no no. Okay, it's not like that in terms of obviously it's not to craft. I'm trying. I'm just trying to give you a visual of what it looks like. So it's basically some little electrodes, and I think you put them on your back, and it's meant to. Um, let me find out properly because I'm not giving this a very. Does it sh- does it transfer the pain somewhere else so that you don't think about the pain elsewhere? Uh, here is we that- go. So the one I've got is a baby care tens machine, drug free pain relief for labour and beyond. So the way it basically works is um, basically what it seems to do is stimulate the body to produce more of its own natural painkillers, endorphins. So wow. it's meant to reduce the number of pain signals sent to the brain by the by the um, by the spinal cord. So, wow. Yeah, and apparently you can use it just before you give birth as well. So I, th- I guess it's a sort of, yeah, it, it sends these mild electrical impulses through the sort of sticky pads on your lower back. So it sort of stimulates the nerves. Um, it's all safe. They're like small, safe pulses of electrical current currents via pads on your skin. Um, yeah, so it's sort of like a massage type. Some people rave about it. I think some people, maybe it makes no difference. But for during, you know, early labor before you go in and you obviously can't be using that if you've had, if you're having any kind of medical intervention or anything like that. But Or if um, you're in water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like, what I would do. I would put it on and get in the pool. That's the kind of shit I would do. Well, I am, I am thinking, I'm thinking of a birthing pool. So I'm like, oh, but I think it would be before you get into there. So hopefully yeah, it, sure. it would. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a bit like one of those massage chairs, something like that. Hey, here's something crazy with that. Yeah. I, I, my um, midwife said to me with hoping for a home birth she was and, and having a pool there she was saying obviously if the midwives aren't there yet you don't want to get in the birthing pool too soon like you want to apparently get in the birthing pool when you're getting more into active labor because it can it can put you into active labor or something like that mm. and she said but you know in the meantime have a bath and I was like why can I have a bath, but I can't yeah. get in the pool? And she went, I don't know. I can't answer that. That's... <laughs> yeah, I've heard have a bath a lot, which I'm up for doing. I mean, our course instructor said the other day, she went, yeah, bath's fine. She went, just bear in mind, it's quite hard to get in and out of baths at that <laughs> stage of pregnancy. She was like, that It always worries me a little bit. So just be really careful. Make sure you've got a step or something. And I was like, that is quite <sighs> a good point because I am at times like, whoa, you know so um yeah 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 yeah. oh gosh yeah I mean I don't have a bath I'm having one installed in a few weeks time and I can't wait because not having a bath pregnant is really hard yeah so I can't wait but by that time I'll be massive so it'll be interesting I'll need a hoist I think get a really get one of those baths that's like level with the floor like a sunken one that'll help yeah yeah that would help getting out though again getting out's gonna be a yeah 
I don't know. So, um, so there we go. Hopefully, we cleared up um, tens machines, and we sound really knowledgeable about it. So, uh. we are learning so much. <laughs> well, if you are listening, and you're between your sort of weeks twenty to twenty-seven, oh, I mean, enjoy it. That is a great spot, isn't it? That is a sweet spot. It was for me. The end of the yeah. second trimester, well, the si- second trimester in general, absolutely, yeah, just joyful, felt pretty normal. Like, you know, as you can probably hear, the third trimester, it's not, it doesn't get, it's none of the sickness and stuff. You're just getting very heavy mm. and sleep, it, sleep is a bit tricky, but it's, um, but yeah, that end of the sort of second trimester was, was lovely. I mean, you started buying, you've bought quite a lot already anyway, but you'd started buying quite a lot by then. I, at this point, it freaked me out a bit. I just got a bit obsessed because it kind of fell with the January sales. So I want, I love a bargain. So I started, we did one of those personal shopping experiences at Mamas and Papas, and they get you, Amy. Oh and I'd said to Christian before we go in, because he's a thrifty Yorkshireman, I'd said to him before we go, don't let me be suckered into stuff because honestly, I'm so easily suckered into everything. So, and he was like, right, no, no, no. And then we were both there going, oh, we must have that. Oh, we must have that. We don't need half the stuff we bought. Um, but we now have it. And then I, I was like, I just panicked one night because I'm so clueless about when the baby's here. And like, like we've said before, like what, what does a baby even wear, right? So yeah. I went on, I think it was like Pampers website and it was like an essentials list of what to have for a newborn. So I just went through that list and like bought it all. That was quite handy actually because that is like proper just essential stuff. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, that does mean I've quite I've bought quite a lot. And honestly, like you really just everyone's like, all you need is like nappies, really, at that point, and and bottles and stuff like that. So yeah. don't worry about it. But I just really enjoy buying it. I, I have bought some nappies. I've got to say they had all different sizes, which sounds like it should be obvious, but it wasn't really. It was size one, two, or three, and I was like, what the hell does that mean? One. Uh- month two and then it was like they it, it measured in pounds and I was like well I don't know what I'm ha- I don't know how big it'll be yet so I got oh I've got the smallest ones um yeah because I haven't got nappy I mean I've got everything else but I ain't got nappies <laughs> so uh, I don't know about that I mean yeah is it something you because this is what my friend said as well she was like look don't worry because when the baby's born the shops are still open like you that can is pop- a good point that is a good point yeah. yeah, my my midwife said just make sure you've got your car seat and uh, can't remember. I think that was about it. There was some, there was something else, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, somewhere for it to sleep, I suppose. But um, yeah, I think something else. What I, what I do remember, sort of being when I was about twenty five weeks pregnant, I do say the end of second trimester was amazing, but something did start ramping up for me quite massively, which was like an incredible lack of patience. Um, and and just being a little bit bitchier do you Mm -hmm. did you find that I just found I I was just people were just more more people felt like they were being idiots than normal or I just wouldn't be able to stand for for much and I was like why am I getting like this and it did actually calm down but um that combined with some quite aggressive hot sweats at times lots of stripping off I I don't I would guess just from how I felt that it must be hormones because I was so irritable like yeah. 
anything Christian. Bless him, he couldn't move for irritating me, and I, like it was so out of order how I was behaving. But then at the same time, I was having like the worst migraines and headaches, which for me is always hormonal. So I, I think maybe it's hormones. I don't know. I would well. expect the second trimester to not be that hormonal, but I feel like it was. Yeah, it definitely rumped, rumped up towards the end of it, combined yeah. with being permanently out of breath. So I had really bad, <laughs> um, like an old man, which we've discussed a lot, but I had really bad pelvic girdle pain at this point as well, um, which it felt like I'd been literally kicked in the groin, like, and it was bruised. It oh. felt bru- bruised. So every time I moved and walked, it hurt. Um, I actually got some physio uh, with my, which I think I mentioned briefly last week with my, um, with the NHS, which was good. But to be honest, it did, if you are suffering with it now, I went on YouTube and just put in pelvic girdle pain and did loads of exercises and it did work and it eventually went and now I don't really have it at all. So it does, exercises do actually work. So do that as much if you're struggling with it, because it's, it can, I know you've not had it, but it can be really common um by the sounds of it so and it's because of all the relaxing that hormone in your body which is loosening everything up so things are just getting a bit out of place and there's a lot of pressure on on all your bones and all that kind of stuff so um do some youtube exercise videos because that worked for me no end it's that old thing, isn't it, that we fight all the time, but exercise actually works. Like, it's annoying, isn't it? It's almost annoying when I'm like, oh, God. You know, people are like, oh, do this exercise, it'll really help. And I'm like, no, it won't. Oh, no, it turns out it absolutely does. It's completely transformative. Uh, <laughs> A friend of mine, you know, with the relaxing, she had, it affected her jaw. So she kept getting like, her jaw would almost like dislocate. And the midwife said it's because everything is relaxing. Mm. Every muscle and everything is relaxing. So yeah, her jaw when she ate would just like dislocate. It's it's mad what, wow. what it does. Well, I was hoping it would make me more bendy with yoga, but um, <laughs> I've not really discussed. They, they keep saying you know, I do like pregnancy yoga and, the, you know, ma- mainly just on my app and stuff but it'll be like, I'll be careful because they're relaxing. I'm like, I'm not, str- I'm not. I thought I'd be doing the splits. And it's not <laughs> happened. That's really difficult with a baby bump. So sort of disappointed in a way. Oh but yeah, my it does, make, does make a big difference. Pregnancy goals. I want to put the legs yeah, behind my head. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the other thing that, what was, what I think it was about 25 weeks and we're going to talk about this more in the next episode with an expert because I think this is really important to talk about because this is something I had real... I agonized over this and it's COVID and getting the vaccine. And that is something we are going to address in a whole episode with an expert next week. But you got COVID during this, this time, didn't you? And that was, yeah, I couldn't, you know, you were double vaxxed, right? But yeah, I was double vaxxed, but I got it just like two weeks before Christmas. It was when that variant that was apparently really contagious was going around. Omicron. Uh, That was it. And, um, I'll be honest, I was scared when I realised I had it. It scared me because I was pregnant and I didn't know enough about if that affects the baby, what that means for me and and all this. So that's why we want to speak to an expert next week and find out a lot more because there's a lot not discussed. But yeah, I was really, really poorly because obviously like your immune system's quite low when you're pregnant anyway. So it definitely took me down. And it was just extra stuff. Like I wasn't just ill. I probably had like, it felt like the flu for about three days with added anxiety because I was pregnant. But then as well as that, being pregnant, you have to tell your midwife. And then they put me into like an online hospital. So every day I had to check my oxygen levels. They sent me a pack and I had to do my oxygen levels, my blood pressure, um, 
and like note the stats of where all that was at and it was something like my my oxygen level would be like 99 but it was like if it goes below 96 go to hospital or something like that. so it was really wow. scary because you're so out of breath anyway yeah and you're like, is that breathe. just general pregnancy or COVID? Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't breathe for anything. And then when you're anxious, you can't breathe anyway. So there were so yeah. many nights I was just sat in the garden freezing, trying to catch my breath. But then on top of that, they sent me blood thinner injections. And every what? day for 14 days, Christian had to inject my belly when, you've, when you're pregnant in your belly. What? Um, to because apparently if you're pregnant you're at higher risk of blood clots and also if you've got um a virus then you're at high risk of blood clots so yeah i had these and if you've ever used blood thinners i mean it's a tiny injection and i'm okay with needles but my gosh they hurt so much really you see i think this is really i'm glad we're going to do more on this next week because i do think i didn't i had no idea that you had to do all of that when you were pregnant with covid and Look, getting COVID's a concern. I had it the Christmas before I got pregnant. Um, and that was when there was no vaccine. And it was the probably the worst illness I've ever had. I had it really badly. So oh. I was always, I thought I'd have good immunity. And look, I had fears about getting the injection before I got pregnant, uh, the vaccine. I had fears about getting it when I, ha- when I was pregnant. I think it's a really big issue that re- is so divisive as well. Yeah. And that's the hard thing is that you're not only pregnant, but people have very strong opinions. I actually know, it's an awful thing to say, but I know a couple who split up, who have split up mid-pregnancy because they were divided about the COVID injection. Wow. Serious. Because they realised they just have such polar opposite views on everything. And <gasps> look, it, it, that's how divisive it can be. And I think, mm-hmm. I think there's not enough sort of sympathy towards pregnant women on how hard a decision it is to make to have the injection but also you know I wasn't aware that you had to go through all that that's that's outrageous you know and that I think that would be a very much a deciding factor maybe for someone so um I've got a lot of thoughts on it and and I know you have and we've both been through covid and you know when when we had the vaccines as well so I think um we're going to discuss that next week and we're going to have an expert as well just to and I just want it to be a really non-biased chat yeah I totally get if you're pregnant why you don't want to have the vaccine I totally that was I felt like that I didn't really want to get it um but um you know but there's also different arguments and and sometimes it helps to speak to so I just want people to feel like they're not under the, the pressure you've got to make your own decision but sometimes when you know you know what you went through or yeah other things like that it, it can help so um we'll discuss that I, it's quite yeah, like it, it's like labor isn't it it's that whole you don't you don't know what's going to happen no one knows what's going to happen but if you at least know options and and what things mean and why you're making the decisions you're making you feel a bit more empowered going into it exactly so I feel like yeah. covid is the same because we don't know enough yeah so hopefully after next week's episode we'll know a bit more and yeah. then you can confidently make decisions. And, and then, do you know what's really nice is to feel like you're not being made to make any decision. Like Definitely. you're making it off your own back. That's when you feel great about a decision. Exactly. And I think, like, and it must feel a bit weird at the moment because it does feel like it's sort of calmed down, doesn't it? It's suddenly, well, I know what with everything <laughs> going on in the world, it's like, oh, COVID doesn't exist anymore. But I mean, it does and it will ramp up again no doubt in the winter so you could be listening to this further on it is still um yeah a very important conversation to have so we shall do that we'll do that next week
today. Hopefully we've, uh, I think we've, I think we've covered everything off this week for 20 to 27 weeks. I feel like we said this is great and then did nothing but moan about it. So it's a confusing episode. <laughs> what do you mean this is, what do you mean this is great? We what? said this time of pregnancy is great. Great. But then we oh, just moaned about being irritable. Sh- yeah, good point. Yeah, getting COVID, <laughs> out of breath. Good point. Yeah, so... We, so people like are say, like, gosh, so how bad must the third trimester be? Always learning as we go. Always learning as we go, aren't we? Generally, it was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a few side effects now and again. Um, but please, uh, thank you for anyone who's got everyone who gets in touch on Instagram and on um, uh, our podcast platform to review. Uh, please rate and review us. It's always very helpful, isn't it, Jenny? Yeah, five stars, please. That would yeah, be really nice. And yeah, it just helps star. us get seen by other parents, which is really good. We want to we wanna do that. We want to speak to as many parents as possible. We're all going through this together. Uh, and, of course, follow us on uh, Instagram, Two New Mums Podcast. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.